0: Welcome to Spread the Floor, the world's first and only NBA podcast, probably. I'm your host, Brian Gill, joined as always
1: by the LaFonso
0: Ellis to my Dale Ellis. It's my co host, Tobin Hodges. Tobin,
1: how's it going, buddy? I'm a little frustrated that you didn't say Rafe LaFrance in that setting. <laughs> I'm assuming you're talking old school Nuggets players.
0: Yeah, I gotta go, go with little Nuggets here. Rafe uh, LaFrance,
1: Mavs great, and Kansas Jayhawk great, lay for friends.
0: Do you want to be Rafe LaFrance? No, I just I... think that he needs to
1: get the nuggets of respect he deserves. So,
0: Where were you when the Mavericks <laughs> traded Juan Howard for Rafe LaFrance? I, I didn't say
1: I liked him. Or? I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I just, you know. When I think of LaFonso Ellis and Dale Ellis, that my immediate uh-huh. thought goes to Antonio McDyess and La- Rafe LaFrance for some reason. Like, when I think of those, okay. like, Old school Montumbo yeah. Nuggets like mm-hmm. Antonio McDice and Rayful Prince the first two people I think of for some stupid reason <laughs> I don't know. So
0: I'm gonna start coming up with a Purtle for each of these.
1: <laughs> <every> <laughs> I'm down for that. Honestly, you can guess them.
0: Um, God bless Purtle. I'm very anti Wordle, but I'm really into Purtle
1: and a little bit into
0: Hurdle as well. So. Hurdle
1: I am awful at. I have not done. It's <laughs> Funny, you're yeah. You're a music person. I am, but. I don't know. I think I've listened to so much music over the years that it just kind of blends together at this point. So,
0: Okay.
1: I will just say, last note, Lafonso Ellis was a problem. Pre-ACL tear, that dude ruled. That whole team was a problem, for being honest. Yeah, it was a fun team, man.
0: But every once in a while, you'll catch, like, some highlights of of Lafonso Ellis from his very short NBA career. Because, again, he tore his ACL in, like, his third or fourth season. It was real Maybe his Achilles. I don't know. It was really bad. It completely changed his career. He was a monster. Mm-hmm. Um underrated player from from that hundred percent. Yeah. Underrated player. Missed that guy. Um Tobin, we have uh we have a few things to get through today. We are going to talk about the Kangs pretty extensively, I think. We may touch on uh on Nikola Jokic and uh and his run to, to uh repeat as MVP. I'm watching I'm watching Nuggets Kangs right now. Same oh, actually. Now rooting hard for yeah. the Kangs. So Need some help because the Mavs absolutely laid an absolute dud of, of a game tonight. So um, we will talk about the Mavs, but we'll we'll do that a little bit differently this week. We'll make that announcement here in a bit. And then just going to kind of quick hits around the league. And I know you want to talk about uh, how awful the coaches challenge and review situation is in the NBA right now. And I also am excited to talk about that as well. Um, I went to Mavs game tonight. We are recording very late. My voice is a little bit scratchy. Uh partly from yelling at the terrible referees, partly from yelling at how awful the maps were, and partly because um sweetness came on Spotify while I was on my way home. So I definitely uh, I if you if you can listen to Jimmy World Sweetness and not not get really into it, I I don't trust you
1: well, as a human If being. you're listening, so. whoa, whoa, whoa oh uh oh, oh there so. we go.
0: Look at this. <laughs> this guy's a friggin' pro.
1: Um All right.
0: This weekend, before we get into all that, just a little bit of quick hit here, because this weekend was a super interest, super fun weekend of basketball. We had a ton of big performances. Cam Johnson led the Suns uh, to a victory without uh, without Devin Booker, without obviously Chris Paul uh, and hit this like crazy buzzer beater three uh, against the Knicks. That was super fun. Thirty eight points off the bench. Saturday, LeBron draws 56, which was bonkers given the level of quit we've seen (laughs) in some other games. Uh, And they beat the Warriors, who are struggling big time. Sunday was like an all-timer. Tatum had 54 against the Nets. That was a great game. Middleton put in 44 against the Suns. That was a great game. Uh, Kristaps Porzingis triumphantly returned. (laughs) Tobin heroically returned to the court. After falling down 37 days prior, came in and in his uh, Wizards debut, scored 25 against Rick Carlisle. You know, he was excited about that one. uh, Bojan Bogdanovic dropped 11 threes. And the funny thing for me with that was that he was 11 for 18 from three and 11 from 19 total. (laughs) He only took one shot inside the arc, which was a blast. Jokic capped the weekend off. With a 46-12-11 on 22 shots in overtime against the Pelicans, he scored 30 in the fourth quarter and overtime. And then he followed that up on Monday uh, with 32-15 and 13 on only 17 shots in a win against the Golden State Warriors. Tobin. A anything anything about the weekend that jumps out? Did you? I know you were you were super busy this weekend, but I know you were following along as yeah. as best you could. This was a great weekend of basketball, and we're getting to like the stretch of the season uh, where every single game matters, especially this season. Like there are almost no seeds that are locked except for the Suns, basically at the top of 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 the Western Conference. Um, this has just been a great. This was a great weekend of basketball, and I think hopefully is indicative of what we're about to see over over the next six weeks.
1: Yeah, I think the cool thing about this weekend was it wasn't just the like the stars that came out. It was the role players like Bogdanovich and Cam Johnson, and you know you could probably say the same about Middleton to an extent because he. He doesn't usually pop off for more than, you know, 25 or, or 30, typically. So, mm-hmm. uh, that was cool. Um, LeBron's 56 came out of freaking nowhere. Like, <laughs> just, you know, I, it was just funny because, like, it's crazy to me that he still has the ability to do that. And then he was playing against the Warriors, who I know are struggling, but they're still the Warriors, you know. So, it's mm-hmm. that was pretty cool. Um, I had a real, like, Sophie's Choice about Porzingis this weekend because... Listen, I don't want the guy to fail. I really don't. I actually was kind of looking forward to seeing him rise this year with us, and it's not really his fault, all the things that went down either. But I also don't want him to, like, I I, I guess I want to be vindicated in the fact that I'm excited that we don't have to deal with this stuff anymore, and, like, Dinwiddie has already mm-hmm. been pretty awesome. But I also wanted Rick, who's the guy that seems to have broken him, to like see him just kind of <laughs> wreck shop, and so it really was like a. Oh, I don't want him to like kill, like to kill it in his first game back, but I also want Rick Carlisle to be like, man, I really mm. screwed up. But <laughs> so, sure. sure, but so yeah, it was just a man a wild weekend, and and it wasn't just like the the points either. It was the the buzzer beaters. Like Cam Johnson had an amazing one. Uh Brandon Ingram hit that like half court three. And against the was I against the Nuggets I think it was the Nuggets Nuggets I think, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. um yes that game was wild they went in OT and then like we're gonna talk about it later but Dwayne and Ness, uh you know game winning three was I mean it was just a great weekend all all around so
0: yeah yeah
1: I think that this is kind of my point on all this and
0: I I I don't want to get too hard I don't want to go too hard on on Jokic uh although. I would be happy to talk about Jokic at any point, because I love him, and I think he's been incredible, and, and I think he's the MVP, but that's that's kind of beside the point. Um, this this tweet came from HP Basketball today. It's March 9th, and I don't know who's going to win MVP. I don't know who's going to get the one seed in the East. I don't know who's going to get the two through six seeds in the West. I don't know who's going to get the one through eight seeds in the in the East. I don't know who's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. And I think that's kind of my point with mm-hmm. this this great weekend of basketball is Again, we have we have about a month left, a month and, and a couple of days left of the season. And there are so many interesting storylines. There are so many good teams. There are a lot of things that are up in the air. I don't know that it's completely just open ended as in in terms of like who could win, but like there's probably nine ish teams, eleven, maybe, maybe even as high as eleven teams that I think you could actually say, yeah, they can make the finals. That could happen. Um, and I, I love that. I think it's really yeah. cool because it's – it's last season was a really good basketball season that maybe didn't get the credit that it deserved in a lot of ways, partly because of COVID and some other things. But um, this season has been awesome. It's just been a really, really good basketball season all around, especially having sort of navigated through COVID and, and the weirdness of that, like, three-week period around Christmas and whatnot. Um, it's been great, and there is so much that is still yet, uh, yet to be determined, and that is only going to make this next this last month of the season even even better.
1: So. Well, and to that point, too, like last season, you know, get to your point of all the teams that can make the finals last season, no one would would have had the Hawks going as far as they did, probably. Sure. So, like, it, it sure. just shows you that not only is there like is it wide open, but there is no telling what could happen. You know, like I mean, it's like it's just what we it, and also there is injuries too. That players could come back and just completely change that dynamic of everything, like just think about it like the nuggets right now are six seed, you know, kind of floundering a little bit on not floundering, they're kind of fluctuating in the good and bad, and there's a chance they could land in the play in, but like if you like think about the a six seed nuggets that gets a Jamal Murray and possibly a Michael Porter junior back, I mean like mm-hmm. even even not at a hundred percent, that makes them way more mm-hmm. dangerous than a normal six seed, so just yeah. crazy.
0: Yeah, totally. It's it's exciting. It's fun stuff. The, 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 there's parody there, um, and I and I dig it. I it's just it's it's been really enjoyable uh, to watch as a as a basketball fan um, over, over the course of this time. So right now, we we as I I said this last week because we talked about MVP for like the first time all season. That's very intentional. Mm-hmm. We are trying very hard not to focus on the awards because I went on this big rant about it last week. I don't need to repeat it. Um, now that we are in the last month, we will have to kind of dip our toes into it every once in a while. I, I am looking at the odds right now and every, every odds maker still has Embiid as the favorite. It's close. Like the one I'm looking at right mm-hmm. now is minus 135 versus Jokic at plus 200. Um, Jokic is my MVP vote. And, and I, you know, I, I guess I'm just a month left in the season, where are you at on, on Jokic versus Embiid versus, I guess, versus Giannis, Morant, DeRozan, Doncic? Uh, I kind of think that's the cutoff, but maybe, maybe you still have Steph Curry in it or, no. I don't know, somebody else. I mean,
1: listen, if we're talking about the true term of most valuable player, to me, that's Nikola Jokic. Like, you take him off that Nuggets team, they're a 13 seed in the West, you know, like not even yeah. close to a 6 seed. yeah. If we're talking about like just dynamic and you know, stats and stuff, because it's not like the Sixers are going to be a good team, if they don't have Embiid. But if we're talking stats and dynamics and just you know rankings of the team, like you kind of have to go with Embiid. Embiid has been so dang good this year. He has. Yeah, absolutely. So has. I'm I, not trying. I, yeah, to, no, no to I, do I'm just saying. Like, all. it's it's yeah. hard for me to like like. I, this is why I hate talking about this as early as we as as people do mm. because. Right. There it has probably you know been Embiid in the front seat most of the year, but Jokic continues to just do crazy, Mm. amazing things, and then Embiid comes back and does crazy, amazing things, and then if you eliminate like the first half of Luka Doncic's season, he's doing the crazy things too, and so like it's just you know Giannis has been great, and it's so it's it's not wide open, but it is wide open in a weird way, like Mm. so I Mm. think for me it's still Embiid, but. That's because I, I, I put a lot of weight in where a team is in their standings, even though I, that's not something Jokic can really control in this situation. So, but that's just that's yeah. just me.
0: Historically, I don't believe that I've ever placed a fake vote for anybody who's on a team that is lower than like the four or five seed mm-hmm. in their conference. Uh, right now, I mean, after this this win, they're about to get this win. They'll be basically tied for the five seed, but. Really, it's it's kind of that home court advantage is is what I'm looking for. Uh Zach Lowe had uh Adam Morris from from D M V R on, on his pod this last week, and he basically he said he thinks that the Nuggets would be a fifteen win team without Jokic. And I, I don't doubt that. I think I agree with yeah. that. I think they're the worst team in the NBA. They have so little talent on that roster. Mm-hmm. There's very few teams that I look at uh as compared to the Mavs especially pre the, the, the Dinwiddie trade. And I say that team has less talent than the Mavs do. And that's one of them. Mm-hmm. The Nuggets is, is, is one of them. That's just, they're not a good team. Um, they're well coached. They, they play their roles really well, but it all centers around him so much. And I don't mean that to diminish anything, um, about with, with what Embiid is. Doing. Sure. I, if I had to guess, I would say Embiid will win. If, if it ended right now, I would say Embiid will, will win the thing. Um, in part because Jokic won it last year, and, yeah. and it, it maybe feels Which like... Which is it's, another it's stupid Embiid's thing tournament. that we do. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. But by every by every measure other than uh, this guy, you know, his team mm-hmm. is having enough success, it's really hard for me not to vote for Jokic. And when I know all the things that I know about the team and why that factors into the success of the team, and also they're like two games out of, of home, home court advantage. So it's not like they're... You know, it's not like a fifteen game gap yeah. or something like that. Um That's where. I, that's all I want to say. That's, I, you all, that's know, all I want to touch sometimes on. Sometimes we, we'll talk about the MVP a ton, some, but that's kind of where I'm
1: at. Right sometimes now. I wish and wonder if this would make it better if they did kind of like what the NFL does and they have like an AFC and an NFC. Like, you know, like NFC they yeah. do like offensive player of the year, but like if it be, I, sometimes I wonder if the NBA would be better served to like. Do a Western Conference MVP and an Eastern Conference MVP. Yeah. It'd be
0: cool to at least do like, you know, Western Conference players. Yeah. Like maybe, or something. like if, like if but.
1: Embiid's the MVP, then you have like Jokic is the Western Conference Player of the Year, then like Giannis sure. is the yeah. Eastern Conference Player of the Year or whatever. I don't know. That sounds stupid, but yeah, it'd be fun. But yeah. no,
0: I, I I think there's, I'm, I'm pro awarding great players <laughs> with accolades and stuff. Yeah. So it's just, it's, you know, look, it, what, again, what Embiid is doing is incredible and I'm not trying to discredit it at all. And if he wins, if he wins the MVP, it's it's not going to be undeserved yeah. by any means. Um, you're
1: just looking at it as a true term of most valuable player, which is what what Jokic does on a nightly
0: basis, every single night. Is I don't think anybody else in the league is capable of doing what he's doing. Yeah, right you're this, probably right, right, right. This very second. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, and I—that's somebody who, obviously, I'm a huge Luca fan. Obviously, I mean, I love Giannis. I love a lot of these players that are that are up mm-hmm. here. Um, and I've gotten to where I really appreciate Embiid, despite some of the my issues with 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 him in in the past and and maybe even in the present. But but I—it's again—it's not a slight against against Embiid. I just think when I watch that game against the Pelicans, I just—it's—it I just don't know how many other players can do that. I just don't know how many players. So that's all. I have a little game time for you, Toby. Oh, crap. And I know you hate this. Yes, um, But it's, I, 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 I gave you some of the answers in the, my little pre-spiel before we, before we really got going here. Um, over the weekend, there were a couple of huge scoring games. There have been 12 50-point games thus far in the NBA season. 12 games, 50 points by 10 different players. So that means two guys have done it twice. I am curious how many of the
1: players that have dropped 50 this year you can name here. <sighs> 10 players, 12 games. Okay. Uh, we know LeBron and Tatum did it this weekend. hmm. Mm hmm. Tatum got it twice, has done it okay. twice. So you, you've got three right now. Yeah. Uh, I know Luca has done it. Mm hmm. I know Steph has done it twice. Yes. Okay. So you're halfway there, bud. Oh, <sighs> man. Um,. <laughs> Embiid's uh, done it, right? He has, okay. yes. I don't I don't think Jokic has. Has Jokic done it? He has not. Yeah, I don't think he has. Um now I'm like, see, this is why I don't like doing this is because <laughs> then my brain just freezes. Like, it's like, who's the basketball player? Like, you know, like I got right. Yes. Um,
0: Name the 30 basketball
1: players. I think. Did DeRozan hit 51 at one point? He hasn't. No. I was kind of surprised by that, too.
0: When I, I know he got up, close to like, 40 at some yeah, point. He's, he's gotten close. A couple
1: OK, times. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, Trey Young probably has.
0: He he did he he has the he has fifty six so he's tied with LeBron for the most. That's right, season.
1: yeah. I do remember that. Um, man, did did Jaw hit fifty? Yes. Okay. A couple weeks. So that's ago. what eight. Yes. Okay. One, two, mm-hmm. three, four, five. No, six, you got three seven, left. Eight, you got nine. you got okay, nine. nine of the twelve. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I think Anthony Edwards did it at one point. He did not. Oh, okay. A oh, crap.
0: Okay, that's one big X. I'm going to give you two more okay. Xs. Uh, so
1: yeah, now it's even worse. Um. Okay, Booker? No.
0: I was a little surprised by that, too, because I feel like he's been... So he's I'm been missing three, yeah. and these are
1: all people that are three that have done it one time.
0: They're, all three guys have done it once. Two of them are like obvious all-time score types, uh, and one I would be
1: surprised. Okay, KD? Yes. Okay, so uh-huh. that's 10. Uh-huh. And then... Uh, I got one more. I got, I'll give you a
0: hint. Early in the season, and the the narrative was: this is the first, uh, relatively early in the season, this is the first time that he scored fifty since the playoffs last year, when a big fifty point game
1: last year. Oh crap! I don't remember. <laughs> in the finals. In the finals, he was in the finals. Uh, okay. uh, y- Giannis. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. And I have one left. Right. You got one left. I don't think you're gonna get
0: it. Was it Lamelo? It's not okay. Brown. Yeah, I don't know. X. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown was the only oh, person to score fifty. Okay. So the Celtics make up three of the fifty-point games this year. Okay. Um, Luka would have another one if he could make free throws because he, <laughs> yeah. he had that forty-eight yeah, point I do game, that. Like right after he scored fifty-two. That was fun. Okay, cool. Um, good job, buddy. You did a little better. Th- honestly, you did better than I expected. I do love to put you on the spot with those things.
1: Um, that one's is easier than the like name this me. random obscure player yes. that I only. I felt like it was yes. yeah.
0: If you if you don't know this because we had we don't have many listeners now, but we had zero listeners back when the very first episode. <laughs> the reason why my closeout every single week is stay hard, Ronnie Rogers is because we thought it would be fun to play a guess the player game with some clues or I don't even remember what the exact format of it was I don't either but you gave me Shaquille O'Neal and I oh gave yeah he <laughs> yeah that was so wrong like, yeah so, <laughs> <laughs> it was so mean it was so mean um I didn't think you were going to go so easy with Shaq but I definitely don't think you thought I was going to be so difficult with Rodney. no Rogers. I did not no um, and I haven't put you on the spot too too frequently since then, but I, I feel like that was a good a good medium. You did well. You did a good job. Um Brad's mad at you for missing Jalen Brown, though. You know he's gonna be, he's gonna he's gonna have something to say about that. Yeah. Let's move on, Sorry, Brad Let's talk about the Kings Um here's what we've got. <laughs> They're now four and eight since they <laughs> traded for Sabonis. Um the thunder by the way are 3 are 3 and 8 in that period i guess 3 and 9 they lost tonight didn't they i'm sure they did uh, cuz they are doing everything and they they did so they're 3 and 9 so there's a one game difference between the team that made this huge all in move to make the play in tournament and the team that is like actively every day shutting down players so that they do not win games there's a one game difference between those two they are four out of the play in game and th- there are three teams ahead of them I feel like it's, there's no chance. There's no, it is not going to happen. It is not going to happen for them. And this was their, their big thing that they're going after. Uh, they are 22nd in offensive rating, 29th in defensive rating, 25th in net rating since they made this big trade. Sabonis is, I mean, and here's the thing, Sabonis and Fox both, putting up numbers, 17, and 13, 17, 13, and 6 for Sabonis, 28, 4, and 6 for Fox since they moved out the guy that was blocking him. But again, they are four and eight, and looking and the outside looking in. Sabonis got suspended for bumping a referee. I would be happy to talk about how ridiculous that is, given the suspensions that we've we've seen this season. Um, but I think the main point is Tobin. They're not going to make the play-in game. They went all in mm-hmm. on we got to make the freaking play-in tournament for some reason because we refuse to do a normal rebuild. Uh, for for over a decade, we've been refusing to do that, and we're going to go that route again. And here we are, Tobin. Here we are at at four and eight, looking on the outside of of the play tournament. What what do you, what do they do, man? What 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 you, if you're a Kings fan? What are you holding on to as far as like here's something to look forward to? Because I got to be honest, I don't think the Fox Sabonis thing works. I think both of them are guys who do not impact wins, unfortunately.
1: Yeah. Also, side note: before I get into this, since the trade deadline, the Pistons are six and three. So yeah. Pistons are pretty good, man. I'm just Kade, saying. Cade's coming around. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so that's another team that <laughs> that it behooves
0: them to lose games yeah. in a lot of ways, but they're they're kind of playing it out, um, which I respect. And I hope it gets them some lottery balls. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, I look, whenever cool. they whenever they made this trade, that was the comment that was made by everybody. And and even like us on our podcast for the trade deadline, it was okay. If you want to get rid of pieces, get rid of Hild, get rid of, you know, Barnes and maybe Fox, but not the one person who wants to be there and has the. I don't know. We we talked about that. We don't need to rehash that. But it, the bigger cav- the bigger like thing to all this was: what is the point of doing this to just get the tenth seed and possibly and losing the play in? And now you're not even going to get the mm-hmm. tenth seed. Like, mm-hmm. um. Yeah. <clears throat> And they
0: absolutely would hang a banner too if they made the playoff oh, tournament yeah. and and lost po- and, and postseason not participants. The playoffs, yeah. Yes, they would. They would one hundred percent put up a banner. It's I mean, it's like Vivek's. It's Vivek's like life goal to be just good enough to get swept in the freaking playoffs. It's so it's so pathetic. Man.
1: You know the thing is, y- you're right. Fox and Sabonis don't seem to work together, and then. Like, I, I was talking about his suspension, which this is a whole different conversation, but the Kings tweeted today, basically, like, the league sucks, we don't agree with this, we stand with DeMontis, you know, and I was like, that's like the third time this year that a team has tweeted out, like, against a league suspension, which is really wild to me, but they, the thing is, like, you bumped a ref, you deserved that, even though the call was stupid, you can't do that, you know, that whatever, it's, it's it's troubling to me that he's getting the same amount of games as people that have literally tried to murder people on the court. Yes. But yes. whatever. That's yes. another conversation. The thing that I think is weird is there's two things going on Twitter. One of them is it only took 10 games to break Sabonis, you Sabonis. Know? <laughs> and the other one is this guy is like this because he doesn't like losing and he's going to change the culture. Ugh. Well, hey, guys, guess what he didn't change the culture in – Indiana, and yeah, yeah. I can't really blame Oklahoma City on him because he wasn't there long enough. But right, it's like right. he's been in a losing culture, and he's still a whiny like person. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's not not I'm not saying he doesn't need to be like that, but it's let's not make a narrative out of something that's not there. You guys made a really dumb trade, and you got a player back who who is fine. It's going to get you numbers, but is he really going to change anything? Probably not. Like no. in De'Aaron Fox. trade value is pretty high this trade this trade deadline you probably could have traded him for something and even if it wasn't high you still shouldn't have traded the player that needed to stay there in my opinion so congratulations on you still being the 13th seed I guess in in (laughs) glass half full is that you will have DeMontis Sabonis next year and probably De'Aaron Fox next year and you might still have a top five pick and so Mm. win-win I guess that they'll blow yeah but I just it doesn't make any sense like this is one of those teams that if they didn't get Kevin Johnson to save them just because he was the mayor of Sacramento they would have been gone already I just have I have no doubt that this is the most one of the most in-up franchises I've ever 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 ever, ever seen so it, it I feel bad for Kings fans yes but
0: I I mean I, I'll tell you I mean maybe this makes me sound like a terrible person I I enjoy seeing teams that are run horribly and 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 inept, as you said. I enjoy seeing them w- lose because I, I, I yeah. and I, I know it sucks for the fan base. It's not the fans' fault no. by any means, but I hate. I mean, the, the way that that organization has been run for the last decade and a half is pathetic. It's it's. It's on par with any – I mean, truly, it's on par with the worst mismanagement I've ever seen in this – Yeah, in this and imagine being a fan – 40 years I've been watching this
1: Being game. a fan of that team where you have an awesome arena that everybody loves. You have this team that is like a bunch of lovable, like, if you're there, not if you're not there. But everybody – like, if you are a Sacramento fan of the Weber, Doug Christie, you know, Jason Williams, uh, Mike Baby Days, like, that's a great team to root for if you, if you like that team – and you got jobbed by a referee situation like that sucks, and instead of like, you know, coming around, you just compl- you just bom- bottomed out, and it seems like every time you think you're at the bottom, you're not at the bottom. <laughs> and so, like this thirty years of just garbage. Like I can't I cannot believe that this is still going on. Like I it, it's just and Sabonis is not going to win you anything, and then what's going to end up happening is De'Aaron Fox is going to throw a fit, probably. And, and probably understandably, and he's going to force his way out. And then what are you left with? You know, not Tyrese Halliburton, who you lucked into in the draft. Like you shouldn't even have Tyrese Halliburton. You should have be, you should still be counting your Tyrese Halliburton blessings at this point. And instead, now you have a whiny Sabonis who you've said it before. And I'm starting to get it on your side with this is that he is low key, a whiny jerk of a player. Like, he he seems to be like like this is that same quote that you bring up all the time like like at some point you gotta look in the mirror and be like oh maybe I'm the problem maybe I'm the reason why everybody's mad all the time like like it's not the one coach from Indiana that I got fired oh it's not the Oklahoma City it's not Indiana players it's oh okay so I'm still mad and I'm still throwing fits and you know he said something in his quote. When he got ejected, that was like, I'm not mad about the ejection. I'm mad about the losing culture or something to that effect. And I'm like, good grief, man. Like, (laughs) just
0: change the culture. Do something,
1: man. I I don't know. I'm not anti-Sabonis. I'm and not either. For the record.
0: But I don't really care that he, he, I mean, I think we overreact to, not we, not you and I, but like NBA Twitter overreacts to, Things like that, like he came after the referee. He was pissed. I get it. Sometimes you lose your cool. Yeah. Whatever. My biggest b. Be- I, I thought the the punishment for that was super fair. I just it's, like you said. But yeah, not, it's, it's the- <laughs> how in the world are we suspending a guy f- a game for doing that when we let Jokic murder a guy and he got the same, and LeBron punched Isaiah Stewart in the face and he got the same. Like that. That's insane. You. There's no. There's no consistency. And also. We're about to talk about the referees, and maybe I should just segue it here. But referees have. Yeah, let's segue. This year. It's been an segue. Awful, I want to segue. Awful officiating year. So Please segue. The, only, the, the last thing I want to say about the Kings, Kangs, because this tweet came out a week ago, and we, we haven't talked about it on the, on the podcast, but I saw this and it blew my mind. This comes from Josh Dubo. He says, This was from March 2nd. The loss by the Kings tonight extends an amazing streak. Winning seasons in Sacramento oh no. with Rick Adelman as coach, 8 in 8 years. Winning seasons in Sacramento with anyone else as the coach, Oh for 29. Good
1: Lord. <laughs> Man, I want to We need to send Sacramento fans a care package at this point. Like, yeah, with like some Sonic shirts gosh. or something. <laughs> so, I so, mean,
0: um, I also so um, speaking
1: but, of like, you know, Miserable, deplorable teams that are always bad. The uh, mm. ESPN tweeted this out tonight. This the Timberwolves won tonight. It's yeah. their first six game win streak. Can you guess what year the last time they did this? Or did you see this tweet? Um, uh,
0: two thousand. Uh,
1: Yes, that's exactly right. You are you serious? serious? Oh okay. my gosh. That that 03-04 yeah, team was That's a hundred percent. That
0: was the year, right? That was the year they were first in the conference. And yeah. Then yeah. the NBA changed the rules yep. for, <laughs> for the playoff seed like a week before the playoffs. Just so sucky. Yeah. Here so, you go, so Kevin so Garnett. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> yeah, because when the Lakers the eight seed or something, it was man. Woof uh that was, that was that was impressive yeah way to, way to go way to go wolves wolves have been they went fricky. to the they went to the western baby.
1: conference finals that year they lost to the lakers that year but oh that's what it was okay you're right you're they right. were the 3 seed that's what it was they were the, okay wait no that's not right, right anyway
0: something happened one year cuz i i really feel like they were the one seed when when the nba changed the uh best of 5 to best of 7 uh but anyway, it doesn't matter it, i'm i'm maybe conflating too
1: Two stories, but yeah, that team was really good. Yeah, and they, they could be the
0: Lakers, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's tough. Also, it's tough. speaking right. of referees in in idiotic suspensions, <laughs> I guess I just haven't checked in this. Late. You know who still has not played since November eighth? Marquise yep. Morris. Yeah, he's dead. He's I mean, seriously, him. like Jokic got one game for that. Like, yeah. Anyway.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And 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 we there's nobody in the world except for the Jokic brothers who hates the Morris brothers, I think, like we do. Yeah. um, And and rightly so. And I, I feel like you. It you sucks. Know, that's not by OK. The sword, you die by the sword. You you when you're cheap and dirty and and all these sorts of things. And, you know, at some point somebody says, I've had enough. The bully when the bully gets punched in the face, you know, that's just it's kind of the way it goes. It is insane that he he got one game for that. Like mm-hmm. I mean, we said it at the time, it 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 definitely looks even worse now given that that Marquise Morris hasn't played and literally like got hit by a freight train and has whiplash and all this sort of stuff, but like a 5 game suspension would have been very fair in that situation. Mm-hmm. And they got he got one. It's insane. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And Adam Silver has no spine and that's been, you know, it's been our bit for a long yeah. time. It's you know, I I don't know what else to say, Adam Silver. It's let's definitely protect the referees from a light bumping. Yeah, but we're not really worried about the accountability on on the players. It's let's you know, talk about referees. Season, I hate. Yeah, let's talk about referees. I don't wanna, let's talk about referees. I want to yell. You you asked to talk about this. You said I I got to get something off my chest. This is the uh, Peter Griffin. This really great <laughs> years yes. sort yeah. of uh, sort of segment. I will I'll I'll start it by saying. I think that there is a very, truly, I truly mean this. You and I both have, have revved a, a, a fair amount of uh, youth basketball on up to like high school basketball. It's very difficult to do. I can't imagine how difficult it is to do at the NBA level. Uh, there are always, you, you know going in, there are always going to be loads of mistakes that happen over the course uh, of a game and over the course of the season. The refs this year have been horrible. It has been I went to the game tonight, and we'll talk about it more in Mavs' time. I went to Mavs' Knicks tonight, and I was sitting with our buddy Richard and Eric and Richard's <laughs> wife, Sarah. And Sarah said, who's not a basketball fan, just kind of there for the entertainment. And we had good seats and all this sort of stuff. She said after the game, she was just like, that was, it was kind of unbearable to watch that game because of how many foul calls there were. And she was right. There's 50 foul calls tonight in Mavs' Knicks, and, and there's no flow to the game. <laughs> And it was a horribly officiated game. It was horrible. It's not the reason the Mavs lost, but it was a horribly officiated game. And and I feel like I see that more often than not, whether I'm watching a Mavs game or whether I'm watching it, whatever, Wizards, Clippers. It's, it. there is a, it's like, it started in the bubble, this sort of like attitude that we get from mm-hmm. the referees. It is carried over over the last two seasons. Part of it is, to in, in defense of, of the referees, part of it is, they have brought in a ton of new and young revs mm-hmm. over the last couple of seasons, and they're trying to work these, these people in, and they'll get better, and that's great and everything. But in the meantime, the product suffers because three people are incapable of calling these games night in and night out. And, and I think the thing you want to talk about more than anything else is the, the coach's challenge and the review situation, mm-hmm. which has been – borderline the NFL uh, with when, when the NFL's referees just decided we do not like these, this review situation. So we are just not going to give the reviews. We are just not going to overturn stuff that is so painfully obvious. Mm-hmm. Like the saints suffered a couple of years ago Um, because we don't like it. We are going to mutiny. It is borderline. It is getting to that point to me with a lot of the, these uh, coaches challenges and, and reviews where, I, I just don't want to give it to you. That's straight up. I don't want to be wrong. Yeah. And 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 on top of that, I'm sorry. I know this is your. Th- I don't. I don't. I'm, I'm dominating the conversation. The number of times that something has to be reviewed that is so obvious in the moment that it should a have been called correctly in the moment. If there's three people on the court who are competent at their jobs, it should be called correctly. It's so obvious. And b, why in the world does it take three minutes? Why does it even take 90 seconds? To review some of these things that are so painfully obvious that you can look at it for literally one second and and
1: say, "Yep, sorry, our bad, we messed that mm-hmm. one
0: up." I it's it's unbearable right now.
1: So here's the thing: this isn't necessarily a ref bashing thing. It's more. It's really all of the above. I like, so agree. I I hate everything about this. I I was all for. I don't even think getting rid of it is the right answer. I I actually am f- in for instant replay. I think you should do this kind of thing if you have the technology to do it. Just like I think we're at the point where if baseball ever comes back, God willing, it doesn't. But if it does ever come back, <laughs> I am actually all for like robot balls and strikes because that takes a lot of the guess game out of like what's going on. And you know, like, and I think that the the NBA refs are getting to the MLB ump stubbornness category which is not something they should be in in my opinion
0: mm-hmm. yes
1: so here's my thing i hate that the coaches don't pull the trigger on this i hate that every time a player doesn't like something they look over to the bench and do the stupid swirly finger thing mm-hmm. i super mm-hmm. hate that i hate that the refs never explain why they're doing a call the way they're doing it like at least in an NFL one, most of the time, they will say, like, oh, the ball touched the player last, and this is why it's this one. You know, and, like, it really bothers me. It just almost feels pompous that the NBA refs are like, you know, we're going to keep the call the way it is because I said so. Like, that's kind of how it feels whenever you listen to them. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely it is. Um, yeah. yeah. I I hate that when you lose a challenge, like, sorry, let me rephrase this. I hate that you – lose a timeout over a one challenge, especially mm-hmm. like and you, I think you even tweeted this from our account. Like, especially if it's a very egregious, blatant overturn, like that bothers mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. which that's not that big of a deal. Cause I know it's just not a perfect sport and like, you know, whatever. Here, here's my biggest gripe about all of it though. You can do all the things right as a player, as a coach and do the challenge, win the challenge, and then they send you to a freaking jump ball. Yes, and this this actually yes. worked in the Mavs' favor like twice this week. This week, where we lost a challenge, and then they then they did a jump ball, and we won the jump ball. I was like, well, okay, well that was stupid. Why do we just spend fifteen minutes worrying about mm-hmm. this just to give the Mavs the ball back? Like, I think mm-hmm. that's really dumb. I think nine times out of ten, you can tell in the review like, oh, like this player didn't this player f- didn't do this and that but they were going to get the ball or whatever like you can tell where possession is going to go in that review in my opinion and if you can't then yeah do a jump ball but most of the time you can tell oh i know this wasn't a shooting foul whatever but this team was going to get possession so let's get them possession of the ball like mm-hmm. i, I sue i hate that that's that's so obnoxious to me that you can win something and then lose possession like that makes zero yeah. sense to me yeah. so not only did you win the challenge You lost your timeout because of the challenge, and then you're going to lose possession of the ball. So what is the point of doing it at that point? And I think it's why coaches aren't doing it. Like Rick never challenged anything; it drove me crazy. But now I'm like, you know what? I kind of get it. Like, like, and and I, I just I don't know. And I feel like you already hinted at this. I feel like there needs to be a time limit of how long they. I think the NFL does this, doesn't the NFL? Didn't or didn't they used to have like a timer? For the ref, like after a certain amount of time, they had to be. I can't remember,
0: but I, I do think that different the leagues have experimented with that at various points. Like, um,
1: there's a point where you're either not going to see it, or you're gonna you're gonna convince yourself you're seeing something you're not actually seeing. And I, this is total sour grapes, admittedly. This is this is the Texas Tech Virginia championship yeah. game all over again. Yeah. Of not only right. was that called. Wrong, but then you sat there and looked at it and looked at it and looked at it and looked at it and looked at it, looked at it over to make it wrong. Like yeah. this is one of those things where, like, if you don't see it in the first, I'll even be nice, three minutes. You are looking at this. Oh, that's way you're too right. long. It way is too long, long. but you're, you're right. Long. The thirty seconds, sure, tops. thirty seconds, totally. Tops. Like, it, I it, agree with you. Got but chance. they're taking three to five minutes because they're getting commercial breaks you know. for this thing. So, like, it's not like. Yeah, I mean, a great example of this
0: was Lakers Clippers a week or two ago. I can't remember if we talked about it on the show, but it, 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 that, that game that was, was it Lakers Clippers or was
1: it Key? No, it was Lakers Clippers. It was the one that, like, had the four four hour last minute of the game. Yeah.
0: Yes. They just, they kept reviewing things and it was, it was unbearable. (laughs) And it was like literally there was 26 seconds left on the clock and it took, it took 18 minutes or something like that. I've legitimately, it was unbearable. I've legitimately, yeah. And I've
1: legitimately got to the point where I think, I'm at the point where I would rather go back to the old way of doing things, where you just you just deal with the human error of referees without a challenge. Because yeah, I, because here's the thing: I I think it's become this annoying, like you know, uh, this annoying thing that players do. The coaches don't have a, a good grasp on it. the The rules around the timeouts and the in the resolving of the challenge make no sense. So I'm like, then just. I I'm sure there's ways to fix it. Yeah. But I don't think I don't care. Like I'm like just I'm over it. Like <laughs> I would start with
0: we're eliminating all slow-mo slow-mo replays and and super slow-mo replays. It's it's we're heading over to the monitor. We have 30 seconds to look at this. Uh and and we're only going to see we're only going to see it three times, you know. Sure. We're going to see this angle, that angle, this angle. That's it. We have to decide from there. Um I think that and then just do it. And look, if the game is on the line, okay. Like we can spend a little bit longer on was Kevin Durant's toe on the arc when he hit this shot that is either going to send them to overtime or send them to the conference finals. Okay. I understand that that's a different thing than uh, a, you know, like the Mavs challenge. Like w- a, one yeah,
1: tonight like a March regular season game. Yeah, Yeah,
0: exactly. And it was like the very end of halftime and they were down by 27 points and kid did the, the stupid challenge, it ended up being a, a pretty big deal because we'll, we'll talk about more later. But the bad choice it was a bad choice by the coach. And I think he did it because Luca was pissed off and he just wanted to, you know, make Luca feel better. And <laughs> that's that's a bad reason to do a challenge. Um, but whatever it, it I would start with, like, eliminating some of the, the slow motion stuff. I would put a time limit on it. I as much as I don't want to see more reviews, I I agree with you. I feel like you should get your your challenge back if you if it is successful, especially under certain circumstances. And then another thing that needs to happen, and this is the hardest part to me, and I I get it, I understand. If you're challenging, it's out of bounds. Okay, that's it's one thing, or uh, you know, uh, little things like that. Fouls are really difficult mm-hmm. because.
1: There there's a is, foul on every single play.
0: There's a, there's exactly, there is a foul on every single possession. I, I mean, there's, there's 10 fouls on every single possession. This is always going to happen. And I just feel like there needs, you, you, there, this has always been my beef with, with instant replay and with referees is that we have tried to make officiating objective and it is subjective. There just, there isn't another way. It's cool. In an ideal world, to' be like "Man, we got that 100 percent perfect. It cannot happen, especially in a sport like basketball that is so physical and so up and down and constant. you know you can't get things hundred percent right. It is impossible to look at a review at one review out of the context of the whole game and that that, that that when you're looking at that video, you're not factoring in. this is how this officiating crew has been calling the game all night. And then decide. Well, that one's a foul, and the last seven were not fouls. Mm-hmm. The last seven were not foul of the exact same thing, but the coach just challenged at the right time, or the the reverse of that. You know, hey, we gotta we got a friendly whistle on this one. The last six haven't, it. and it, it, it's it's a it's incredibly frustrating to watch that. And there's not really a fix for that other than for the referees to get on the video, look at the video, and then the three of them huddle together for ten seconds and say. Hey, it was a foul. It also was preceded by seven fouls on the other team Mm -hmm. that we did not call. And also all night, the three of us, we're looking each other in the eye. We haven't called that crap all night. We haven't been calling that kind of ticky tack foul. We haven't been calling that challenge at the rim. We've been allowing for verticality tonight, all that kind of stuff. And then they turn and they say, boop, this is what we're doing. And that will piss people off. It's just, that's the truth of it. But the what is what it is what is happening right now does not work. I think. Well, is, and is maybe your, the suggestion,
1: maybe the solution is stop reviewing fouls. I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, do do I, out of bounds? But then you
0: get into what you get with the NFL, which is a lot of times where it's like, why wasn't that reviewable? Well, this particular kind of play is not reviewable, and you say, what is the what do you what is what is the tweet whenever that happens? The tweet is always, why isn't everything reviewable? sure? And I mean, it's but, just, it's, but it's, we've
1: seen it, we've seen why. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah. I, I, there's no yeah. answer to this. I'm just, I, I'll tell you. It's like I said. It's it's the it's the pompousness of the refs not changing Absolutely. obvious ones, yeah. and I and you know that there's refs that will not change it just because they don't want to be wrong. Because like I I think I have no doubt that there's refs that see that stuff and they're like, meh, I don't want to be wrong, so I'm not going to do that. You know, I don't think the NFL yeah. has that same kind of um, pompousness to it. I, I think that because it's more of a crew and like it's more of a. I think that's that's established, like they want to get the call right type thing. I think in the NBA you have egos that are pretty apparent. I'm tired of the players doing their thing. I'm tired of coaches mm-hmm. not not pulling the trigger when they should or pulling the trigger when they shouldn't. I don't. I don't know. I just. I I think that it like if you if you give it a 30 second time limit that a lot of the stuff probably goes away too. So which is which would be nice, but. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah. You you at least like can
0: speed up the game and get moving a little bit. But I I I mean, there look there isn't a, there isn't an answer to a lot of these yeah. things because again because it's it's there's a hundred million fouls on every in every game that that are transpiring whether they're called or they're not. Mm-hmm. And same with traveling and same with all these things. I mean, it it's just it is what it is, and we all accept that. What we don't accept is the ones that are just blatantly out of line. And that's been happening. And, and I do think, to your point, too, the other part that is a real issue, and I know it's an issue for the players, but honestly, it's an issue for me, too, when I'm watching these games, is the feeling that, like, the referee called a thing that he that he or she called because they don't... Because they, because they think it's about them or they don't want to be shown up. And then the attitude that comes with that, I think, is a big problem. Tonight was, again, I, I'm not... No, I don't want to go back to the Mavs game. There's just a lot of games where you watch and you say, <laughs> "Would it get called like that if there weren't 20,000 people here watching it? Probably yeah, not. Would yeah. it? Would they have this feeling? Would they feel like this this person is challenging? I just I, I would like to. And a big part of this to me is the the like the pearl clutching on any kind of contact that happens between two players. where we immediately we got to double team them? We got to get we got to do all these freaking flagrant fouls that are not flagrant fouls. Um, And we have to I think my biggest trigger right now beyond the the long review, which which is ridiculous, is I made a crappy call. You told me that that is a crappy call. And then I also I'm going to double that by giving you a technical foul on top of it. I Mm -hmm. hate it. I I, the referees in that situation have got to (laughs) just walk away. They've got to just say, all right, I, I know you're pissed because this isn't an emotional game. And this is, you know, this is the way that this stuff works. I'm just gonna turn my if you're not coming at me like Sabonis did the other night, or you're not dog cussing me while you're walking, you know, while I'm trying to walk away or whatever, then I just gotta let that stuff go. I gotta move on because I'm here, you got because the fans are here to watch the player, not me. And that's there's it doesn't feel like a partnership.
1: No, it's fun, absolutely right? not, yeah.
0: It's something that they got to change quickly too. Because and again, this is what I mean. This is what worries me. With we we just talked about how Silver doesn't have any spine with the players. You and I spent. I mean, I, you and I both are kind of completely out on baseball at this yep. point. But we both spent a lot of time watching baseball uh, for for twenty. Years. Oh yeah, definitely. And I a huge issue. There's a lot of issues with with baseball, but a huge issue to me is the ridiculous power and oversight that umpires have in that mm-hmm. game and the it's a big
1: reason why the game is not fun anymore for real
0: absolutely because you got you guys you got guys like joe west and angel hernandez and people like that who they it's an ump show and they make the game about themselves and you can't ever challenge their authority and blah 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 and it's awful and and if you're not willing to and now like monty mcnair is the guy who's in charge of of the refs and he was a he was a really good referee I'm not sure he's been great as the head of the referees, and at some point they're gonna silver or whoever is gonna have to have the balls to kind of try to break that up because you, you run the risk of too much power for the referees like i I really feel like it's 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 moving a little bit in that direction. It's swung a bit in that direction this season and last season where you just have too many too many egotistical and short tempered people. Who are trying to officiate games where everybody is is emotional and hot and and ready to fire off, and it just it it I don't know it doubles down on the negativity mm-hmm. that 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 this again we just got off talking about how awesome this season has been outside of the referees. <laughs> the referees have sucked this year. It's been brutal. It's been the worst officiating year I can I can ever remember across the league. It's it's just it's awful. It's awful. So. Silver, do something about it, man. Yeah. got to do something about it um, before, that, before it becomes impossible to mm-hmm. break them. All right. Couple, let's just do a couple of quick hits here, um, and then we'll get out of here and go on to Mavs time. Um, <laughs> you sent me this tweet today. Daryl Morey is interested <laughs> in putting together a big three in Philadelphia. He's got Embiid. He's got uh, James Harden. And the next piece of the puzzle is Bradley Beal. What do you think about this? What do you think about Bradley Beal to the Sixers in the
1: I I think given the the closeness that we've seen of Dinwiddie without having to deal with Brad Beal that and you even made this point the other day that maybe the problem wasn't Dinwiddie there. Maybe the problem was Brad Beal doesn't know how to play with another player. And so if that's the case, then why, why would you want to go play with Embiid and Harden? You know, so it doesn't. Make a whole lot of sense to me, um, but unfortunately, this is kind of where the n b a is going is if I'm gonna win a title, I better go play with two stars already so i I think that For might me, be the most unlikable team ever if that ends up <laughs> happening so Bradley Beal's taking some he really has over
0: the last year.
1: it's been kind of bad, <laughs> like yeah, I
0: mean you know it's uh. I don't. I definitely. I definitely think he more than anyone else takes an L on the Spencer Dinwiddie thing. Just given what I've heard, you know, on podcasts and whatnot, it's it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem great. And now he's going to be eligible for the supermax. I just got to be honest with you. I do not. Want, I Bradley Beal a very good basketball player that I do not want to give the supermax. I think he's the worst kind of player to to be in possession of.
1: Yeah, if you do that as the Wizards, you basically are just saying, hey, we're gonna have a dynamic player for a couple more years, but he's never really going to do it. It's going to be kind of like a grumpier CJ McCollum. That's kind of what it feels like, <laughs> you know, yeah. which good, good player, but is it somebody that's going to take you to the next level? Probably not. You know?
0: Yeah. If Bradley Bill wants to come play in Dallas, I'll welcome yeah. him, but I, I don't really want to pay him. $10 yeah. be
1: second and fiddle. I that's great. Do
0: that. But yeah. I think that's part of the issue. I don't think he, wants. no, to he that. definitely doesn't. Yeah. Uh, Think he wants to be the alpha, maybe. Maybe he's not. Um, Chicago Bulls, Tobin, it's not going great, it's not trending in the right direction. In, in, in fairness to them, they still are missing their pl- like half of their starting lineup. So, I get it, it's n- it's not fair. Mm-hmm. They are 0 14 against the top three teams in both conferences, those so t- you know give or take the six best teams in the league. They are own 14 against those teams. They now also are the four seed. They are one game out of the six seed. Um, has the, has the shine come off a little bit of, of the bulls? Where do you think the bulls end up when they up this thing for the playoffs?
1: I did not realize that that was the stat until you texted that to me the other day. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt of they have not had a full team, you know, Basically, Lonzo only played has only played 35 games. Yeah, today, which is shocking. So I'll give him that benefit of the doubt. But the problem now is they've had no no time to really play together before they need to get situated for the playoffs at this point. And so I think Caruso not being around has helped has hurt them defensively um in it in ball not being around has hurt them a lot I I, so I I think it's not fair but yeah I think they're pretty much done for at this point which is kind of a bummer for them so
0: yeah yeah it's a fun team um I think there's a really good reason why DeRozan is going to be a top five MVP getter vote getter yeah this year because what what a year man yeah 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 I mean it's been incredible but not a lot of depth on that team to begin with. And then they just, they keep dropping players. And and I, I mean, I do think there's a little bit of, they maybe aren't as good as they looked early. That's probably true. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's kind of catching up to them a little bit, but, but also, uh, you know, again, they're missing a lot of players a lot Mm -hmm. of the time. So it's a tough, it's a tough one. Zach Levine, by the way, like pretty much just said, this isn't going to get better till the off season. That's not great. For your knee. Um, I don't love that. Yeah. I don't love that if I'm a Bulls fan. Last little note here that we'll do pick them and be gone. <laughs> Look, he had a good game tonight. He put up a 30 spot uh in a in a loss to the Rockets. But where do you stand on Russell Westbrook being upset that the fans are <laughs> are calling him? Westbrook and, <laughs> and 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 uh, and jabbering with his wife on on Twitter. Where where, where do you come down on this? Because I I I will before I set you up. I I I I see. I I I understand. I understand where he's coming from, and also think he is wrong. If that makes sense, it's it's just this. It's not 100% one way or the other but maybe 80/20 or 70/30 for me.
1: The thing is is that I I I I'm sure this is incredibly hard to do but in the position that you were in as an as an NBA player and a public figure and also not having the greatest of years maybe don't throw gasoline on the fire that you already have. <laughs> like like I I think it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me why you would open this can of worms of I really wish you guys stop calling me whisperick you know like and and please leave my <laughs> please leave my wife alone like like leaving his wife alone that's that's one thing yeah people shouldn't be badgering his wife on twitter maybe she shouldn't be you know also instigating stuff but uh I I just I think it's one of those things. is like, dude, just keep your mouth shut, man. Like put your head down. Like we literally said last week that he's been saying and doing all the right things and so we must have jinxed him like we do everybody else and now he's not. So um so yeah, I just just dude, people have called you worse things too. So like what are we what are we worried about at this point? Like just, you know, just play yeah. the game. Play the game. Here's my thing. I I I
0: really like I I think that there is a it sucks to be a public figure in a lot of ways and sure I am not somebody who who will ever say like just straight up without any qualifiers you're getting paid a lot of money so you just get to take it basically no yeah you, you shouldn't this say that base. I hate it I I think that I think that there's a there's a line that gets crossed way, way more frequently than we ever imagine that it does, and Westbrook has been on the the wrong end of some really aggressive, gross stuff over over the years, as well. You think the 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 guy in Utah and the uh, the playoffs last year with the popcorn mm-hmm. and everything. I mean, it's yeah there's a line that is completely unacceptable and i am all about the nba holding those people accountable and never letting them come back into an arena again and you know twitter banning their profile whatever all of those things it is i am not i'm not sitting here telling anybody you make a lot of money so just deal with it um, i do think though that number 1 you're 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 you're, you're in a public job You're in a public profile job and there's going to be criticism that is aimed at you one way or the other. That's just part of the deal. I feel like that's. Do I think that you should be, you know, abused because you get because you have this job? Absolutely not. But it is part of the job description. It's when you when you take a job, Tobin, when I take a job, there's pros and cons. And sometimes if you're lucky, you know, those pros and cons up front. And sometimes those pros, you know, come out as you're as you're doing the job. And sometimes the cons come out as they're doing the job. There are things about my job right now that I don't know that if I sign up for that job, you know, when I took it, however many years ago or whatever, it's, it's, if I knew that stuff up front, it's, there are pros and cons of, 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 of all jobs. Um, one of the cons of this one is when you suck, people tell you, you suck. You suck on a public stage and, and everyone tells you that one of the pros of this job is you get paid $44 million, whether you suck or you don't suck. And that's pretty nice. That's a pretty nice thing that you, that you get in exchange for, uh, occasionally maybe not being able to check your mentions on Twitter. You know, it's, it's a pretty easy. And I, I get in this situation too. I think part of it was his wife was going and he, he felt like he needed to defend his wife and all this sort of stuff. But like, Okay, maybe just don't. <laughs> maybe just don't just don't bring it up. You're just you're just adding fuel to the fire every time when you engage with these people. And also my last point on that would be it's pretty disingenuous for you, Russell Westbrook, to get really upset about this kind of thing when you were the one who's wearing freaking shirts that have a cupcake on it uh because you hate Kevin Durant and he left he left Oklahoma City to go to Golden State. He's a cupcake. And when you are rocking the baby at Damian Lillard, who then comes back and puts it right in your eye, and when you have kind of, you've, you've, you've been doing plenty of this stuff, my guy. So sometimes you're going to get a little bit of it back. Um, that's all I'll say. All right, let's move on. We're going to finish with our pick em and, uh and move on for, for this week into uh, Mavs time. Tobin, you have the
1: floor. Give me your picks for the week. I think i'm gonna go with c. j. McCollum okay interesting he's having interesting. a He's putting up points and they got four games, so yes you know.
0: he is who's your uh, who's your backup
1: uh let's go cat carl anthony towns. I like it i am gonna go with
0: a guy I was gonna pick last week and then he he uh he got the covid uh I'll go with devin Booker. And my alternate will be all right. LeBron James. I haven't used the LeBron card yet. Better get it in just in case he shuts it down the last month of the season. Right. Um, coming down to the stretch of this of this play of this pickem thing we've been doing. It's been fun. So I I I haven't updated this week's yet, or the, I guess last week's yet. But I'm hanging in there at the top, and you're not. But that's okay. Nope. Um, I am ooh, not. It's been a. It's, it's been a good time. I think I still have the Giannis card to play as well as the Durant card. So I'm hoping that I'm going to get a little boost from those two guys over the course of this, this last month of the season.
1: I have used both right. of those cards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've had some bad luck. I'll give you that. It's It's not like Mason who's routinely just clearly just picking people <laughs> out of his butt. Just like, yeah, here's a guy. I know that person. Uh, and uh, and then it's like, that guy played twice this week. Mason, um, you're trying. You just had some bad luck. It's okay. Um, let's move on. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you like what you heard, thank you. Tell a friend. Bring your basketball buddies around to listen to this podcast. It helps us a lot to carve out a little space in this very cramped podcast market. Leave us a five-star rating and a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And in that review, tell us the most obscure or random NBA jersey that you own or have owned in the past, and we like to read those out at the end of the show. Come back, uh, I guess tomorrow. I don't know. We haven't really talked about how we're going to do the release for the first episode of Mavs Time. Even if you're not a Mavs fan, come around. You know what? Do me this favor. If you're not a Mavs fan, but you listen to Spread the Floor, just, just put it on. See what happens. Just see what happens. Um, maybe maybe you too can become a very frustrated Mavs <laughs> fan. But we're finally breaking that off into its own thing, and uh, so it'll be in a separate episode Uh, We'll be back next week with more hot, fresh NBA talk in your ear. And until then, stay hard, Rocky Rogers.